0: Hey friends, you guys just listened to me going a little spiel about Anchor. Well, when you listen to that, it helps us make a little money, a penny at a time. This money is going to be put towards buying microphones for the podcast to help make the sound quality become more enjoyable for you guys. We appreciate everything you guys do for us. We would also like to be clear that the music you hear on this podcast is not ours. We do not own the rights to any of it. Teddy is working on making the official Roughnecks podcast audio, so be sure to stay tuned for that. Our podcast is meant to be comical, informational, interesting, and hopefully sometimes all of the above. If anything we say offend you, just know it's not intentional. Hope you enjoy this week's episode. But before we get into this week's episode, make sure you stop what you're doing, go follow us on Instagram at Roughneckspodcast. Share our episode using the hashtag hashtag Roughnecks Podcast. We are out on many platforms now, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. Go subscribe, rate, and review. Leave an honest review because that we appreciate any feedback we get from you guys. If you ever have a topic idea, a question for Teddy or Cole, or just want to be a special guest, then email us at RoughNextPodcast@gmail.com at gmail.com or message us on Instagram. But now it is time to get into this week's episode. So we are back with another episode of the Roughnecks podcast. We are back on Zoom again. Teddy is not with us, but we have another special guest joining us for episode nine. Uh, you can probably guess it's another Ohio Wesleyan football coach joining us today. We have Ohio Wesleyan defensive line coach Casey King. Welcome, Coach King.
1: Hey, how are you, Cole? Thanks for having me, bud. Appreciate it. And uh, imagine that Teddy's not here. Old uh, two-stepping Teddy. Stepping out of
0: responsibility. <laughs> You're actually the sixth coach from the staff, if you count Teddy and Max to join the show. So no pressure.
1: All right. I feel honored. I appreciate
0: (laughs) that. It's only fitting that this episode is recorded on November 11th, which is Veterans Day. Happy Veterans Day to you. And thank you for your service.
1: Thank you very much. Appreciate that, Cole.
0: Let's just go with a little background on yourself. Um, You know, college, high school and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, I grew up in uh, Toledo, Ohio. Coach Delaney, myself, rubbed elbows back in the day. He's, he, although his elbows are a little bit older than mine, but that's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> so. Yeah, I grew up in uh, in Toledo, went to uh, high school there, uh, Toledo Whitmer, and it's one of the the largest uh, public schools, I believe, still in Ohio. Um, I graduated in 1988. And uh, from there, um, you know, back in the day, it was all about whatever sport you were playing was around the season of the year. So, you know, it was football, baseball, basketball, hockey. um, Fell in love with with hockey and football. Um, So after graduating high school, I decided to uh, give it a shot up at the next level and uh, did a walk on there at University of Toledo and uh, quickly realized that uh, those are some big boys. Oh, yeah. uh, (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: So uh, that didn't last long, but I, uh, you know, I stayed in school there for a year and then I realized that uh, maybe I'm I'm not quite yet uh, ready for school. So, uh, from there, I, I took it upon myself and said, well, if I'm going to take a break from school, I want to do something that will still advance myself both physically and mentally and, and you know, make sure that I'm continually to move forward. So that's when I, uh, I opted in and joined the United States Marine Corps in uh, 1989 and, uh, I, I loved it. I would never ever, you know, give it a second guess. It, it gave me lifelong lessons. Gave me lifelong friends. Uh, I am a firm believer that if somebody uh, out of high school, if if you're not set on you know a trade or a, a schooling, um, I would highly encourage uh, one of the branches of the service. It, it's a great avenue to go. And and you're right. Today, November eleventh, is a great day for all veterans. Uh, we tip our hat to all those great men and women who joined and, and served for this great nation. And you know, yesterday, November tenth, was the uh, United States Marine Corps birthday. We celebrated two hundred and forty-five years. And uh, here in Delaware, Delaware, Ohio, we've we've got a group that started of about ten Marines. And uh, it was about five or six years ago we started. It's an annual tradition that everybody gets together on birthday and you, you cut uh, you cut cake, and it's a pretty good tradition that the first piece of cake. Goes to your guest of honor, whoever it is. Uh, could be a dignitary, could be an officer, could be whomever. The second piece of cake goes to the oldest Marine Corps um, representative that day. So, whoever the oldest Marine is in attendance. And what he does, he takes that cake and he passes it on to the youngest Marine uh, in, in a tradition of we always take care of our own. So, then the third piece of cake goes to the oldest. And, uh, you know, it's just a, a tradition of 245 years, one that we will never break. Uh, and it's a great way to get together with uh with your buddies and you know the older we get the the faster and tougher we were back in the day so we continue to to harp on that and uh and just have a really good time so um but getting back to myself you know growing up in Toledo then uh, uh University of Toledo then Marine Corps uh, I realized when I was in there that um I wasn't cut out to do you know a full 20, 25 years in the service. I realize that, uh, I give my props to
0: the ones who do, cause that's, that's something that's tough and you don't, it's uh, like, people don't realize how tough that really is on people. And it, it, it's one of the most respectable things I feel is people who can take, basically make a career of it.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. My, my, uh, my heart goes out to all them. And, and you know what, every branch needs those career guys. They're the ones that make us, you know, what we are today as a, as a great country. But uh, so I, I started taking uh, classes, university classes, uh, while I was stationed in Florida, um, Mississippi, California, North Carolina, mm-hmm. Okinawa. And, and the way that it works on bases is you get these uh, professors that will come in from either local universities or if they're on reprieve, they'll come in and, and work with the, the Marines or whomever on a base, and you can earn credits, uh, and it's actually free, um, and you get it from where that professor is, um, where he's teaching from. So I my, my transcript, you know, I've got credits from Florida State, Alabama, uh, Florida Athletic, uh, or Florida Atlantic. Uh, North Carolina State just all over the place so it's pretty neat it looks like a bag of Skittles if you drop them on a piece of paper that's what the transcript looks like but
0: so what's uh, your degree like who was your degree technically from then Toledo okay
1: yep came back to Toledo when I got out and uh, went back to there uh, finished up knowing that um, you know education is very important in, in today's environment uh, you know granted this was back in uh, 92 93 94 when I when I finished up and, and went back uh, it's even more prevalent now um you know we we continue to to become more and more educated as a society and you know if you want to advance yourself um you know education is key it really is so uh after that i I did a couple professional business jobs there in Toledo and then I had the opportunity uh this company I was working for it was a um technology company and I was stationed at Owens illinois, which is um Part of uh, Owens Corning and, and you know they do the big manufacturing glass and, and plants all over the world. And I was doing a job there and uh, there was an opportunity to uh, transfer with them down to Columbus and uh, I talked to a couple friends and they said any chance you get an opportunity to transfer to a company's headquarters which is this technology company is headquartered out of Columbus they said do it you know you, your advancement opportunities are, are going to be so much greater and present yourself a lot you know present yourself with a lot more opportunity. So uh, I did, and I've uh, been down here. We moved down in 94, so quite a while, and uh, never looked back. It's, uh, love this town, uh, moved to Columbus, stayed there for two years then, and been in Delaware ever since. And um, I tell you what, this, this town, you know, you, you've been here for going on four years now. Uh, Teddy seems like he's been walking campus for about 15 years. <laughs> Um, it's a great town, it's a tight-knit town, uh, people take care of their own here. It's a secure town, a safe town, and one you can raise a family in and, and I would not change a thing at all.
0: You joined the military because of like you felt you, after football you kind of, that was when you decided you wanted to do something, is that right? That's why you wanted, why yeah. that, I guess why exactly did you join?
1: Yeah, I, I, I realized, well one, I wasn't doing as, as well in school as I wanted to and that I should have been. And my focus wasn't there. You know, I was without football. I had a lot of time in my hands being local to Toledo and going to Toledo there. So um, a lot of time on my hands, which, you know, when you're 18 is not necessarily a good thing. So um, that's you know, what I always can't... say
0: was always one of the greatest things about coming in and playing a sport is you didn't have time to go. Because I, if I wouldn't have been playing football, I probably would have been a college dropout, to be honest. Yep. So yep. football is like basically made me get my college degree.
1: Absolutely. No, it's great. And, you know, structure is a beautiful thing. It it really is. And, and at the time I didn't have structure and, uh, I didn't want to waste money, you know, and I figured I'm not going to just keep going and and having the the hamster on the wheel, just keep turning. I want to be able to try and challenge myself and do something. And, um, you know, in having conversations with some friends and my father, knowing that I was going to go in the service, I wanted to step up and really challenge myself. And I, you know, I respect every branch of the service, but at the time, you know, I was like, I think Marines was the one that would challenge me the most. So um, went in, and uh, I had an absolute blast in, in boot camp. Um, I was going
0: to ask, what's boot camp like?
1: It, it's 13 weeks. Um, anybody who's been around sports has had, you know, coaches yelling at them and, or encouraging them, whichever way you want to think about it. <laughs> um, it's a lot like that. Uh, There's a lot of mind games because, you know, the the drill instructors, um, their purpose is to get you prepared. And it's prepare for battle. It's prepare for taking care of your brothers next to you on your left and right. Um, There was no race in boot camp. You know, they they put us all as we are one color. We are green. And that's what we were. We were Marine Corps green. And that taught us, I still maintain today in my life, you know, I'm colorblind. I don't look at race. I, I look at people for their heart. And you know how good they are to themselves and to their family and to their friends and that's how that's how I rank people. Um, So I learned that in the Marine Corps, you know, it's not about race. It's, uh, you know, everybody has got has gone through issues. I've never walked in other people's shoes and they've never walked in mine. So I never judge anybody by the color of their skin or by their, you know, religion. It's, you know, it's what you have in your heart. That's how I base people.
0: That's what the world needs to come to nowadays. I feel like it's, uh, like, I mean, it's a big thing and what's going on, but that's actually a great way to look at how to deal with those things. And if everybody could just do it that way, it'd be a lot better world. Yeah, you're
1: absolutely right. And you know, I, I, I hope that that we can get back to it. Um, you know, it's going to take a lot of give and take, but uh, I hope we as a society can get
0: back to that point. Absolutely. So you were, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but you did deploy and you were in desert storm, correct?
1: Right. First, uh, first operation desert storm, right.
0: That's gotta be, Oh, I don't even know how to explain that experience. Is that something you want to talk about? Or, I mean, you don't have to, do you have any stories that you'd like to mention? From yeah, it, that? You
1: know, there, there was, I was on a ship, USS Guam and, you know, being deployed, um, it, that first time in operation desert storm, um, You know, I think we put, we had less than 700 troops on the ground. um, And it got the job done at the time, right? It it wasn't a a long drawn out process. It was, we put uh, troops on the ground and we had, um, like I was in the, in USS Guam. And so we could have airstruck and, you know, we could have been there for support, but it wasn't needed. So thankfully, right. You know, um, a lot of people said, you know. You should have finished the job when you were there, and it's like, ah, come on, you know. It's, um, you you never second guess what you're told and what what people's initiatives are. So, um, you know, the the folks today, uh, the the service members, I mean, they're going through a, a heck of a lot more than I ever did. So, again, my my heart and thoughts to all of them.
0: What was what you say is probably what would you consider like the scariest moment in your time with the military?
1: Oh, man, I, you know, I guess um, the first 48 hours of arriving on uh, what was at the time MCRD San Diego, Marine Corps Recruit Depot San Diego, growing up in Toledo, they have what they call MEP station. I forget what the acronym is, is but you could either go to Cleveland and you would go down to um, uh, Southern Cal- or, uh, South Carolina for boot camp, Paris Island, or you could go to Detroit MEP station and then go out to San Diego. And at the time, I'd never been to San Diego or California. So I'm going to go out there. That should be fun. (laughs) Uh, You know, trying to convince myself that 13 weeks (laughs) was going to be fun. But, uh, you know, you're there and you just you don't know what to expect. Um, So it's the unknown that that gets you. Right. Yeah. Uh, But then after why, you know, within the second, third day. And that's what they try and do. You you, regardless of what time you land uh, in San Diego, they'll hold you at the airport. Or, or on the the transportation bus, even and they want to bring everybody in at night just so they can disorient you and you're not sure you're not seeing which way it's just all part of the process yeah uh, they strip you down to your core uh, mentally physically, and they build you back up and I loved it I absolutely loved it, but that first forty eight hours just it was just the unknown right yeah so that that was probably it you know I never was in a position that um you know i had to look death in the eyes thank god you know yeah yeah i appreciate that but uh yeah so um but you being an athlete that's that's the type of um young comfort that you like because you know there's something coming at the end of it and you know if you keep yourself straight and square and you do your work um you're gonna get through it and you know a lot of things i learned a lot of acronyms a lot of phrases that i still use in my in my professional world today One is uh, the seven Ps for success, which is uh, proper planning and preparation prevents piss poor performance. And it's all about the weight room. It's all about conditioning in the summer before you come on campus for for fall. It's about me knowing who my customer is, knowing my customer, what their issues are, what their needs are, what their desires are, so I can deliver them a, a good solid technical solution. Right. So it's all that proper planning and preparation that goes into it, or else you're going to have piss poor performance. Nobody wants that. So seven seven P's of success that I still live by. And I learned it there in the, in the core. And, uh, they, they really, I mean, it gets down to the minute details of having a little thread on your shirt collar or your blouse that they called Irish pennants. And they would just rip you up and down for having those. So you'll spend hours on end polishing your boots getting your uniform ready, using little nail clippers to cut those little strings <laughs> and it's and it drives you crazy. But it's for a purpose. Right. The Marine Corps, are, the Marines are the best looking soldiers out there by far. And that's why we take care of our we take care of our of our own. But we also take care of ourselves and, and we prepare to be ready at all costs.
0: So you've been you've coached at a handful of schools, correct? I have.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Schools. Have you coached that? So started up at Toledo in a couple of uh uh actually uh, started at a grade school up in Toledo back in uh man the early nineties and realized that, you know what, I love coaching and I want to advance the the career of it. Um so there I went from there to um two high schools there, transferred down. When I transferred down to my <laughs> excuse me, my, my job, uh kids were getting a little bit older, so I had to take a little step away from it. But uh you know, got back in and uh, went back into the high school realm. Actually, I went into grade school. Um, They needed a coach and it was St. Mary's right down the road from Ohio Wesleyan. Started working with those guys and then I went over to the city, helped them build out their program. Then I went to uh, Buckeye Valley High School. I was there for several years and then from there, I transitioned over to Delaware Hayes, again, a local uh, Delaware school. And then uh, working and getting to know Coach Watts and Coach Delaney and Coach Ward over the years Uh, You know, they said, hey, if the the opportunity ever presents itself and if there's an opening you'd like to, you know, let's talk. So we spoke four years ago and, uh, you know, there was an opportunity for me to come on and start working with the D-line and I jumped all over it. and It's been great because I get the opportunity to work with an amazing staff who, um, you know, these guys are just so knowledgeable about the game. It elevates my game because we always have to be learning uh, everything we do. The, The minute we stop learning, you know, we might as well just go lay down and go to sleep. So... You know, I, I learn every day from work, working and being around those guys, but more importantly, I get to be around good, strong, fundamentally char- high character guys, such as yourself and many others on the team. And that's, that's the payback for me. That's, that's what I enjoy.
0: So would you say that you took some of the things from the military and instill it into like your, how you coach?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. When I was, uh, when I was coaching high school, um, you know, and we do the two a days, um, it would i would look at it from a almost a, a boot camp type approach um you know you have to tear not tear down the boys but you know you, you you strip them of all their bad habits and everything they've done in the past if they put their hand on their hip in the three point stance or if they were false stepping right so we would yell through that and and rip them down to the core and then build them back up properly Right. And we would work with them that way. So, again, like I just talked about in boot camp of being ripped down and, and tore down to the core, and then being built back up the proper way, the Marine Corps way. That's what I would do. As long as the head football coach entrusted me to coach the defensive line, I knew he believed in my methods. And, and as a core, we believed in the overall defensive scheme. So, I knew how to coach these guys up and I would tear them down to the core and then build them back up. That would help, would allow them to do their 111th on the field. Right, we've talked about the 111th. So mm-hmm. they do that, and they've got their ten other brothers doing their part. It's going to be successful, and it's it's going to be a good defensive scheme. So absolutely, I, I took uh, I took that away. And then one thing I've instilled with a lot of my my teams, as well as the Wolfpack here, is a acronym. Uh, I call it RAFN, R A F N. Respect all, fair none. And I learned that in the Marine Corps early on because you get some three-star, two-star, four-star generals walking by, and <laughs> that will make your, uh, your your butt cheeks tighten up real fast <laughs> because they can rip you and, you know, so you respect everybody from, if you're a Lance Corporal, you start respecting from the Corporal all the way up. So you respect all, but you don't fear anybody, right? Look them in the eye. They put their pants on just like you do. As long as you're being respectful and, you know, not not tearing things up and being an idiot, you should have no reason to fear anybody. And that same thing goes. And I would tell you and everybody else who will graduate from Ohio Wesleyan, use that acronym, respect everybody, your boss, your peers, your clients, respect them all, but don't fear any of them. Never let a man tear you down um, and disrespect you. Never let that happen. So. Well,
0: I feel like too, like when you fear, when you don't fear them, that makes them respect you at the same time. So it kind of gets back you build, you earn that respect from them by not fearing them and being who you are.
1: That's right. You're absolutely right. Cool.
0: So we're going to transition a little bit into your business world now, because you own a few businesses, correct? I have.
1: Yeah. Over the, over the years, I've owned a couple Uh right now I've got, uh, I've had 3 Uh been able to sell build those up and successfully sell them off. I'm looking at actually uh, one to two more right now that uh, <laughs> You're my a mighty man,
0: you got <laughs> coaching, <working laughs> businesses.
1: Yeah. It's uh you know, it's all, it's, it's a, I love it. It's uh always chasing, right? Always chasing the victory. That's that's what we do. And um, you know, I've been thankfully you surround yourself with really good people and you always have success. Um and that's you know, I've tried to position myself that way and uh I've had some some really good success in my business life and you know, I'm also I'm blessed to be employed by a great organization. Um it's a, one of the largest, uh, corporations in the world right now, Salesforce, you know, we have almost 60,000 people working for us, but they encourage that type of uh mentality. And, and that's what I really like. Um, and that's the way I, I take my everyday, uh, work duties with them as well. Um, you know, it's, I've got my own business per se and I build it out how I would want, how I think they would want to see success. And that's how we achieve success together. So, um, I've had a consulting firm, two consulting firms i've had a, a real estate firm um and then uh the restaurant and uh looking at a, another uh dining establishment as you might be able to say uh casual fast casual right now, so we'll, we'll see
0: what <laughs> what made you get into like start starting to get own your own businesses and stuff like that
1: um I'm also a firm believer in owning your own destiny um you know ne- never be told and held to what your earning potentials are. Um, if it's if you see something and you want it, go after it. Um, you know, it's uh, there's a guy Calvin Newport. He's a professor at uh, Georgetown University. He says, "Be so good they can't ignore you," and what that allows you to do is um, it allows you to focus on you being the best that you can and not worry about what your competitors are doing, right? So as long as I get up every day and I I told you guys this a couple of years ago when we did quiet time um I get up every day and I make my bed. Guess what? I've got one victory on the day already. I've I've got one accomplishment already on the day. So um you know, I I take that mentality, you know, be so good that they can't ignore you and it's just it's constantly chasing the dream and um you know, money's money's fun to have. Um I enjoy it. You know, but but I also like uh, the the businesses I've had have helped people and you know it, it hasn't always been about me and earning it's it's what what have I been able to help my accounts with or um you know at the restaurant when you when you have people come in and they have a great dining experience you know that that's very fulfilling and you know when you when you see people and they come back and come back again and again and again you know you're doing something right and exactly. it just gives you it gives you a good feeling inside yeah
0: It's funny you bring up the Newport quote. I'm taking an entrepreneurship class right now, and that's one of the things that was brought up in that class. Uh, Speaking of which, would you recommend taking a class like entrepreneurship in college, even if you aren't a business major per se?
1: I would, um, because you know what? There's a lot of businesses that that get started outside of the business world, and I know that sounds convoluted, but you know, take for instance uh you know you get a scientist um who who's molecular you know engineer and he comes onto something and he knows that he could really do something different in the world right now and if he can't get that patent or if he can't get somebody to give him that leg up to take that to the market if he wants to to start that himself having that entrepreneurial background and even if it is just a class or two at least he's got the foundation to, to begin and take it to the next step and versus s- setting it over on the shelf say oh hell you know this is not going to go anywhere you know and no well, one you, of the things but,
0: that we're always told is ideas are nothing without execution amen you're absolutely right absolutely So we started something last week with uh, Coach O actually, and it's actually convenient that we had two walk-ons back to back and, um, Ah. but we started something new and what we like to call motivation Monday, since our episodes are released every Monday morning at 10 AM. Um, so do you have anything for motivation Monday, like for our younger listeners, or maybe somebody who's just going through adversity or just needs that little step up on their Monday?
1: Yeah, you know, uh, a couple of the things that I said, you know, the seven Ps for success and the respect all, fair, none. Um, you know, the, the Calvin Newport quote, it's all about believing in yourself. Never let anybody hold you down. Um, Sun Tzu, the art of war, right? It's a great book. Uh, victorious uh, warriors win first and then go to war while defeated warriors go to war first and then seek to win. And basically, if you if you boil that down and peel the onion, the layer back of the onion, it's it's prepare. Don't just come into a situation, whether it be school or work or an interview, and expect to be given anything. You have to prepare. You have to take the time. You have to get to know the company you're going to interview with. Who are their Who's their competition? What What's their competition doing better than them? Um, you know, you have to you have to really prepare. And, and you know, motivation. It would be, it's it's all about being prepared and preparing yourself for success. You know, right now we're we're in a really rough time uh with a lot of people, you know, with the pandemic and and the whole election crisis and in the, and the rioting. Um, you know, we hit upon it a few minutes ago. Hopefully our society comes back to it, but you know, what tough tough times never last, but tough people do. So so be tough, work through it, prepare. Um, And have those seven Ps, man. Proper planning and preparation prevents piss-poor performance.
0: It's kind of crazy because, like, you look at – it's almost become, like, the theme of this podcast because every guest that we brought on, like, we had Owen, who was told no at Kent State and told no at Ohio State, and then still ended up walking on at Ohio State. Max tore his hip labrum not once but twice, but now he's got himself a student coaching job where he's almost giving himself a year worth of, of GA. And then we had Chris Bonner, who thought he had cancer and dealt yeah. with an injury, lost his senior year. And even Teddy, who dealt with his injuries, and now he's a, a, a coach for uh, us. It's something that, like, anyone listening needs to, like, understand. Like, you might be going through struggles, but as long as you believe in yourself, like you said, and, like, push yourself to be better, there's something on the other side of it. And you, as long as you keep going, like, there's a future and there's something that's going to happen good if you keep – pushing yourself it's it's weird because like every guest it yep. seems like to fall into that kind of thing like that theme and this you know, like we have the rough next name but like it sounds rough, harsh but really our most of our episodes are kind of like that whole believing in yourself and pushing to be better it's yep. it's crazy
1: but um you know one one thing i i prepared and it's a uh saying that we we have in the marine corps um and it's pain is weakness leaving the body right? It sounds like something Coach D would say all the time. Pain <laughs> is weakness leaving the body. And it's And The question isn't how much more you can take, but how much more you can give. Just when you're ready to quit, your mind says push harder. You listen, sensing an inner strength that wasn't there before, and suddenly you discovered you no longer feel the pain. It's just working through the pain, man. It's getting better.
0: I like that. And with that, that's a wrap on episode nine of the Roughnecks podcast. Thank you very much, Coach King, for joining us.
1: You bet, Cole. Thanks for having me, bud. I appreciate it, my friend.
0: And once again, thank you for your, for your service. Yeah,
1: always. My pleasure and honor to serve this great country.
0: As always, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any of our future episodes. Go give us a follow on Instagram at Roughnecks Podcast. Tune in next week, as we might guess, have another Ohio Wesleyan football coach uh, who spent some time playing football at Kent State. But for now, Roughnecks out.